welcome back. Today I'm going to talk with you about homeschooling. Actually, we homeschool our children and some of you may or may not have known that, but I'm just going to share about why we came to that decision and some of the reasons that we did. Just because if you have ever considered homeschooling your child that is differently abled, you might want to know a little bit of a firsthand experience basically with homeschooling. And so I'm going to just talk about that today. So let's get started. Welcome to the Special Kind of Motherhood podcast. This podcast is for moms who are parenting differently abled children. Maybe you desire to switch to a more natural lifestyle to improve your family's health, but you have no idea where to start. You're longing for more routines and time, but every time you try to implement those tips that you've spent hours researching, you realize that they don't work for your family dynamics. Hi, I'm Ashley. In this podcast, we will focus on implementing routines, switching to a more natural lifestyle, and uprooting those old mindsets that are keeping you stuck so that you can plant yourself firmly in the truth that Jesus offers you. Our focus will be on creating small, customizable changes that will build upon one another over time to create real impact in your life. If you want to hear from a mama who has been raising several children with special needs and who knows how important it is to do this in a way that's sustainable and that doesn't add to your overwhelm, then this is the podcast for you. Pop in those earbuds, reheat that coffee for the third time, and let's go. All right, let's talk about homeschooling. I want to share some of the reasons that we chose to homeschool. And I'm just going to go ahead and get started because honestly, we might as well just hop right in. One of the big reasons that we chose to homeschool is because the school environment, as in the way learning is set up, really does not work best for the majority of my kids' learning styles. I do think it's very important to know learning styles for your children and then to tailor their education to what works for their learning style. And there are four main learning styles. There's visual, auditory, reading and writing, or kinesthetic. And learning, how do these, how do my children learn? What is going to work best for them? Uh, You know, a lot of times the typical learning at school is we're going to sit down and we're going to do book work or we're going to listen to someone talk. And if you have a child who is who is a kinesthetic learner, which is what most of my children are, that really doesn't work well. <laughs> and so it can often be a struggle for them to really absorb and retain the information. It can also be a struggle for them to even just actually sit and participate. It's just not the way God designed them. And that's okay. So we have just decided not to fight against their natural learning styles and to try to work with them in order to help them to be educated. And that has absolutely been a journey. It has been a process of me learning to let go of the idea that school has to look a certain way. And if I'm honest, I'm still on this journey. I have not arrived, but I'm a lot further along on the journey (laughs) than I was when we first started. And we have been homeschooling, I guess it would be for three years now. So we're really fairly new at it. When we first started, I was very much a trying to basically make our school experience look like a typical school experience. So sit down, do book work, stick to the set curriculum, and, you know, check off all the boxes. And it was not working. (laughs) It ended up with me being very frustrated, my children being frustrated, just absolutely miserable for everyone. And so we have really had to start 
really implementing more of a play-based learning and obviously we're we are doing other things like I've mentioned before we have some educational apps that we do we have book, uh, book work that we do we have all of these other things but I am not sticking to a set curriculum that we have to follow and then we have to do x amount of hours every single day the reason why is because also with my children I really want to emphasize things such as life skills and being able to communicate there are some other areas because of some of my children's needs that are a high priority to me over them being able to do math so we absolutely do math but it is like I said, we're tailoring their education to them. So if there's an area that's maybe like a life skill or a some kind of social skill that they need to work on, then we're also going to be focusing on that. And if that means that we only spend, you know, 15 minutes doing math, but we're really focusing on this other skill, then that's what we do. And we also, I just believe strongly, especially for my kinesthetic learners, that they learn best while playing. I have found this to be true in my home whenever I ditched the set curriculum and started engaging them and letting them play. I had a child who started reading. They just, they wanted to learn instead of it was like they had to learn. We like, we have to do your school. I used to say that all the time. Oh my goodness. I hate, hate that I said that because of course they hated school. I mean, I was sitting there saying, oh, we have to do your school. Well, I'm just setting them up to not want to do their school. On top of that, I was doing it in a way that wasn't working for them. That was not how their brain needed to learn. So I just think that there's there cannot be enough said about the importance of being able to tailor education for your child, especially if you have a child who has specific needs. Being able to tailor that for them is amazing. Being able to focus on things that aren't just necessarily found in a curriculum amazing. The fact that I can, you know, focus on set things, life skills, all of this stuff, helping them learn how to cook. Like we're doing all of these things. And yeah, my kids are still small. They're not doing a ton of cooking, but they're getting exposed. And that's great. It's just, it's a beautiful thing. I'm going to tell you, it's hard. (laughs) Hear me. It's hard. I'm not pretending like we wake up every day and life is grand and wonderful and school is amazing. That's not it. If you stay home with your children 24-7, you understand that there are challenges that come with that. But the reward and just, I mean, the joy that I feel in my heart whenever I see my kids learning new skills, when I see my kids excited and just naturally learning, I just can't explain it. It's just so wonderful. And I am so thankful that I am able to, to be with them, to witness that. And, you know, we have support outside. Like we have a church that we go to where they're getting social interaction. We have our our therapy center where they're also getting social interaction. We have all of these different pieces. And I do think that's extremely important as well. But the bulk of their education is happening with me. The thing that I, I got this actually from Big Life Journal, and it says that brain science shows that kids need to move, not sit still all day, that they need to practice to remember new things, not sit and pay attention to learn, that they actually need help understanding the needs of others, and that they don't know just automatically how to share. That is not something that they just instinctively know. It's our job to lead and guide them. 
It also shows that children learn through exploration, not through looking, but not touching. And that's true with my kinesthetic learners. Like they need to take things apart. They need to, you know, look at it and take it apart, see what's going on with it. They just to look and not touch isn't going to work for them. And then also children need help regulating their emotions. They don't know automatically how to do that. And they learn that from us. And that's where kind of that, like I had mentioned earlier, the the social skills, the life skills, all of that, teaching them, I understand that you're upset. You know, this is how we can voice that we're upset. This is how we can show that we're mad. We can't throw things when we're mad. You're mad. Okay, let's do this instead. It's just that ability to really be hands-on with our children, which, like I said, it's hard work. You know, parenting is hard work. Having your kids with you all the time is hard work, but it's beautiful work. It is worthwhile work, and it's something I feel very passionate about. So I think taking the time to learn your child's learning styles <laughs> is super important. And I have a book that we have that I have used before. It's called The Big What Now Book of Learning Styles by Carol Barnier. I don't know if I said her last name right. I will put a link to it in the show notes. I'll make a note now to do that so I don't forget. It's been a helpful resource for us of just brainstorming ideas, of looking at different learning styles and what those can look like, what types of... um examples it gives of different ways that children with that learning style learn. I just love it. It's a great resource. My friend Katie Keene over at Her Home and Heart podcast actually is someone who I've had as a bit of a homeschool mentor and was a great asset as I was making this shift into really going, just dropping the curriculum and embracing my children's learning styles, embracing the fact as she she uses the phrase out of box, out of the box learners, which is very much my children. And she has been a great resource to me as far as just giving me that encouragement. She's further along on the homeschool journey. She has some children that are also out-of-the-box learners. And it has been nice to have someone who has children who are further along and who was able to just remind me that it was okay that I wasn't doing things the way the public school system does and that I wasn't just because I wasn't sticking to the set curriculum but instead I was set on finding ways that I could educate my children that actually worked for them that I was not failing them and sometimes we can feel like if we don't do things the way everyone else is doing then we're failing them but I just want to encourage you that actually if you are learning your child and learning how best to help them, I would say it's really the opposite. You are setting them up for success. And the thing that I have loved that she has reinforced for me as well, and really the rule that I go by is that I want my children to love to learn. So if my children love to learn, then there's really nothing stopping them because (laughs) There's so much information that we have access to in this world. So if I make them sit and do a curriculum that they hate, and like I said, I say this, you know, it's time. We have to get your school done. If that's the mindset that I give them because of the way I educate them or because I send them to school where they're they're basically told the same thing in class, in a classroom that doesn't work for their specific needs, then 
it's going to be very hard for them to love to learn. And as an adult, I love to learn. And I will tell you, it is one of the things that I think has benefited me most in life is the fact that I do love to learn. I love learning about new things. And that's that's a skill that I feel so strongly about giving to my children. And the thing that I had to be very honest about was the fact that if I was setting up an environment that was going to cause them stress, anxiety, and set them up for failure, the chances of them loving to learn were not good. (laughs) And I was not okay with that. That's not what I want for my kids. So I had to embrace the idea that I do have out-of-the-box learners. It's totally fine. It's great. It's wonderful. I love, actually love the way that they learn. I think it's amazing and it's so fun to watch. And so embracing that actually meant that we did a lot of things that felt very just almost wrong. Like, oh my goodness, we're not sitting down and doing curriculum all day. You know, what am I doing? I'm failing as a, as a parent. And it took a bit of a, a bit of a step of faith to say, I know that this doesn't seem right because of what I have been taught, but in my core, I feel like this is the right thing for my kids. And to just lean into that discomfort that I felt from stepping out of the box. And whenever I did that and I just sat in it and I said, okay, I feel uncomfortable, but I feel like this is best for my kids. And so I'm going to try. Oh, I just, yeah. My kids, like I said earlier, they started reading on their own. They started to want to learn. I have kids walking around doing math problems, like cutting out numbers and doing math problems. Math was such a struggle before. (laughs) Like, we have to get our math done, and I don't want to do that. And, you know, just this back and forth, this power struggle, this setting up a culture around learning that I didn't want for my kids. And so it can feel scary to try something new. It can feel scary to go against what everyone has taught you is right. But that's where this comes in. You have to figure out, I have a kid who could sit and learn and read books and love it, love every minute of it. But most of my kids are not that way. And so yes, for that kid, will I allow them to do what works for them? If they want to sit and do curriculum work with me, we're going to do it because that's what they want to do. And that's great. And I, I think that I want to encourage whatever way they learn best I want to encourage that. And I'm not here to talk, I'm not talking bad about the public school. I am not talking bad about anyone who's a teacher. It's nothing like that. I think that they're absolutely doing the best that they can. And I think there are so many wonderful teachers out there. But, you know, whenever you have a classroom full of so many and you have a child who is learning in a different method than what they have to offer at no fault of their own, it's just is setting them up for failure, unfortunately. And so that's why we have chosen to homeschool is just because I had to be realistic about the fact that that setup was not going to be what would work best for my kids. And while yes, there are struggles sometimes, it is what is best for my kids. And it has been so rewarding to see them just blossom and to see them love and desire to learn. So that is my little bit of a short version of our homeschool journey and where we're at now, why we choose to homeschool at this moment in time. Obviously that can always change. We're always praying about it, asking the Lord what he has for our children. But at this moment in time, this is what is working for our family. And that's just a little bit of why we homeschool. I would love to hear from you. Do you homeschool your kids? 
Have you ever considered homeschooling your kids? Would you never homeschool your kids? How do you feel your children are doing as far as their education? I think a very real aspect that we have to look at when parenting differently able children is the fact that a lot of times we do have to start to place a little bit more of an emphasis on these life skills and things like that to start out with. So that is all for this time and I will see you back next time. Hey, before you go, if you found value in today's episode or you learned something new, would you take a minute to share with someone else that you know would be blessed by it? I would also love it if you would leave me a review. This lets me know that you're enjoying the show and I love hearing from you. You can connect with me further over on Facebook or Instagram. Until next time, rejoice in hope, be patient in tribulation, and be constantly in prayer. Romans 12, 12.